Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Lauren De La Cruz about her ceremony at the Wedding Pavilion and her reception at the Whitehall Room. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she planned everything and how things maybe changed a little bit due to the new COVID-19 guidelines and how everything turned out. So welcome, Lauren. Hi, Carrie. So nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, and thank you for coming on the show. So I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided that you wanted to be married at Disney. So yeah, like a lot of other Disney couples were just really big Disney World fans. I've been going every year since I was a kid with my family. And Timothy, even though he didn't go to Disney World growing up, once we started dating, it was kind of our regular vacation spot. We would go a couple of times a year. We actually became DVC members and annual pass holders. So just Disney World was just such a special place for us. And we actually got engaged at Epcot. So it almost seemed like the next logical step was a wedding at Disney World. We didn't even bother to look at any venues here at New York. Wow. Okay. Now, was the day that you ended up getting married the day you were originally planning or was it pushed back due to COVID-19? We were fortunate enough that we got to keep our original date, but it was definitely a nail-biter when all the September weddings were canceled by Disney. Wow. And how had you originally chosen your day of the week and time of day? So we chose October 11th, 2020, because it was our fifth anniversary. So it happened to be on a Sunday of Columbus Day weekend, and we thought, hey, that would be perfect for our friends and family, especially if they're traveling from different parts of the country, or initially some of them were coming from outside of the country to join us. So we decided to do a Sunday easily, but in terms of what time of day, we decided to do a morning ceremony because we knew that we wanted to stick to a budget, and honestly, Having a morning ceremony meant we could have a brunch for our reception, and who can argue with Mickey Waffles? (laughs) (laughs) Now, how did you choose the ceremony and reception venues? So this is quite a process. (laughs) We started out with Seabreeze Point at the Boardwalk because the Boardwalk is our DVC home resort, and then we were going to use Ariel's as our reception venue, and of course... Things changed drastically from when we started planning, and I guess it was August 2019. So when we heard that all the September 2020 Disney weddings were canceled, we got really nervous. We actually planned an entire plan B for the swan with just Mary. So at one point, our backup plan was to get married at Crescent Terrace, which is actually kind of facing the boardwalk. It's, It's in a very similar area. And we were going to have our brunch at Il Molino. 
So then I guess it was probably the end of August that we finally got word that we could move forward with the wedding. And the only caveat is that if we were to keep Seabreeze Point, which is, of course, outdoors and pretty publicly visible, we would have to have worn masks during the ceremony, which I knew was a deal breaker for Timothy. So our planner, Diane, suggested having us move over to the wedding pavilion because this way you're indoors, it's a private space, you could have your ceremony without masks, which was a huge deal. We had visited the wedding pavilion during our site visit and we knew it was absolutely gorgeous. So when that was offered to us, especially at no upcharge, it was kind of a no-brainer and we decided to move to the wedding pavilion. So of course, With the ceremony moving, we decided to actually move the reception as well, just to keep everything kind of in the same place. And so with our party size, Diane had suggested Whitehall room and patio would be a good fit. So that's what we went with. That's wonderful. And it's nice because it has an indoor space and an outdoor space. They basically had the pre-reception there, and then they moved everybody over to the indoor space for the actual reception and kind of kept those doors open because our buffet was somewhat underneath the overhang on the side of the building. But it was nice, especially with all the concerns over COVID right now, just having good ventilation, even though we're in an indoor space, I think it kind of reassured some people too. Yeah, I'll bet. How many guests did you have? So we initially invited 60, but that was of course pre-COVID. So in the end, we ended up having 16 of our guests come and join us. And it was mostly just, you know, immediate family and some really close friends. So we had a nice intimate gathering. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay. So now we're going to do what I'm calling the COVID-19 lightning round. (laughs) (laughs) This is all of the questions that so many people keep asking over and over again about how weddings work at Disney now with the current COVID-19 restrictions. Now, granted, they are changing all the time and what you have at your wedding may be different than what Lauren had at hers, but she is going to tell you everything she knows about the way it worked for her and hopefully it will be helpful. So here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, when and where were your guests required to wear masks? So it was for most of the time, except when eating or drinking. And I think the one time that they really didn't have to wear it was actually, we took pre-ceremony photos with almost every guest because there were so few of us in the party. So when we were taking those photos, I didn't have a mask. And then my guests didn't have masks if they were kind of spaced away from me. I think it was just my mom and brother were able to kind of stand closer because we're within our same bubble. But that was kind of nice that they didn't have to wear masks for every single photo. Right, definitely. How did the assigned seating work in the wedding pavilion? I don't know if it was specifically assigned seating uh, since I wasn't really there when everyone was coming in. But I did notice that our guests seemed to be staggered, like every other pew was not filled in. And I assume that was intentional. And it looked like people were kind of organized by their travel parties. But I I don't actually know if they were directed to sit a certain way or not. I see. Okay. And were they still requiring the bridal party and the officiant to wear masks during the ceremony? So we didn't have a bridal party, but our officiant did wear a mask during the ceremony. You kind of answered this before. So it sounds like your family members were allowed to stand next to you without masks in photos. Right. And what happened was my two family members, it was my mom and my brother, they were actually the ones who walked me down the aisle. So they didn't actually wear masks for that part either. Oh, great. Okay, good. 
In which locations were you and your husband allowed to take photos with your masks off? It was the wedding pavilion, Picture Point, which is just outside of the wedding pavilion. And then we had some photos within Whitehall Room and Patio. And then the salon that we used, I think it's salons eight and nine in the Grand Floridian. We used that for cake cutting and we took off our masks for part of that too. Oh, interesting. So you had, let's see if I got this right. You had the cocktail hour on the patio. Mm-hmm. You did the reception in Whitehall and then they moved you for the cake cutting. Oh, was that because of the characters? Yes. So it was basically due to social distancing needs that they kind of took that portion of the reception into the salon, which was really just a short walk down the hall. It wasn't far at all. So yeah, that was an addition just because of the safety precautions. Okay. And how did they set up the character appearance so that you could get photos with the characters, but not be within six feet of them? It was interesting because they sent me a diagram and it looked like there was going to be a little platform and kind of a triangular kind of setup with Mickey and Minnie and us. But when we got there within the ballroom salons, they basically had some planters that were lined up kind of towards one side of the room. And that's where it would be kind of the partition where Mickey and Minnie would be. Then they had Timothy and me stand kind of in front of those planters. And then they had the table with our cake right in front of that. So we weren't terribly far away from Mickey and Minnie. And I'm really curious to see how the photos turned out, actually. But despite how the setup was, I still feel like we were close enough to Mickey and Minnie where there was still some really great interaction Our guests absolutely loved them. And, you know, Mickey and Minnie were waving and blowing kisses and just really interacting with everyone, especially Timothy's niece. So this was interesting because the planters are, I don't know, maybe just less than two feet tall, but whatever it is, it was just tall enough where when she wanted to kind of go up to Mickey and Minnie, it was just tall enough to prevent her from going to them, but she was able to wave at them. And it, it wasn't such an issue. I know some brides were like, what happens if little kids come running up to the characters? And actually the, the planters kind of prevented any of that happening. And so did somebody lift her up so she could be in the picture or how did that work? So for the pictures, she was in front of the planters and Mickey and Minnie are kind of behind. So she did, she wasn't blocked by the planters. I see. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> did your guests just take turns kind of going over to a certain spot and getting their picture taken? That's basically how it worked is that we did some cake cutting photos first when Mickey and Minnie first ran into the room and surprised everyone, which is so much fun. And then after that, Timothy and I took a few shots on our own. And then each kind of group of guests took turns taking pictures with Mickey and Minnie. And then Timothy and I got to also step in for some more photos. And we did one really large group shot at the end, which I'm anxious to see. (laughs) Did you have a DJ who was playing music during all of this, or was it just pretty much quiet? It was pretty much just quiet, except a lot of awes from my family. (laughs) (laughs) They were so amused having Mickey and Minnie there. That's great. Now, how did you surprise them? Did you just say to everybody, okay, we're leaving this one room, we're going to another room, but we're not going to tell you why? Or (laughs) (laughs) Um, We basically said, oh, we're going to have the cake cutting in the other room. Just come along. I you know, didn't tell them anything. And it was so hard to keep that from my mom. I'm so close to her. (laughs) So she was absolutely surprised. And I think everybody else was because they actually asked me if I was surprised. I'm like, no, I knew about this. (laughs) My bank account knows about it too. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
That's great. Okay, so it sounds like it was worth it. Would you say it's worth it to have characters even if you have COVID restrictions? I absolutely thought it was worth it even with the restrictions. And I think the real reason why we added Mickey and Minnie was because we actually lost our dessert party, which is kind of Oh, that was heartbreaking. Mm. But um, we really wanted something that you could only have at Disney. And what's more Disney than having Mickey and Minnie at your wedding? So I, I think it was totally worth it. That's wonderful. Now, when you were eating, how did they modify the seating arrangements? With only 16 guests, did they just have four people at each table? Or how did they do that? So they still had us kind of separate people by travel group. So what happened was, I guess a few weeks before the wedding, I actually had to assign everybody to a table and it basically went either putting travel parties at their own table or I was allowed to put up to two couples together at the same table or up to three single guests at the same table. I see. And did you have any single guests? I did. So I put those two at the same table. They happened to actually know each other anyway, so it was perfect. (laughs) And the rest of them, it was pretty much just grouping family together. It wasn't too bad, but of course we had very few guests, so this was easy peasy for us. (laughs) Okay, so then how did the buffet and the bar work? It sounds like they set the buffet up outside. Was there a bar at all, or did they just send servers around to take drink orders? Yeah, they just sent servers around to take drink orders because Timothy did want his Bloody Mary bar, so we did have that as our add-on, and they just kind of brought your drinks to you as you ordered them. But otherwise, the buffet, it was pretty much set up outside of the patio. They had servers behind plexiglass, so guests weren't actually spooning food onto their plates. Everything was pretty orderly. I thought it worked out really well, and we got to have our favorite Disney foods, which is awesome. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay. So then did you have a DJ in dancing or not have to worry about those restrictions? No, we didn't have a DJ, so we didn't have to worry about those restrictions. We just did a hookup to Timothy's laptop to do a Spotify playlist. Oh, interesting. And they let you do that because I know they have this thing now where they can't touch anything that belongs to you. Yes, it was really interesting. So we had not only that, but we actually did Zoom for our ceremony. So there was, we had to bring our own laptop for both of those parts. And Timothy kind of helped with setting all of that up, but it worked out pretty well. We just had some Disney piano playlist in the background just to give some kind of music. And it was, it was nice. It wasn't too bad to set up. Um, I figured with such a small group, we didn't really need a DJ. So it worked out for us. Okay. Did you have any DIYs like a guest book that you weren't allowed to put out due to the new restrictions? So it wasn't a DIY, but we did have a guest book and we weren't allowed to bring it, unfortunately. So Hmm. it ends up being a really pretty journal, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the other question I see is, how did your makeup hold up with having the mask on and off all day? Yes. So thank you to Stacy Otto at Fairy Tale Hair and Makeup. Um, it held up perfectly. I did notice that my makeup did rub off onto my mask, but it didn't smear on me. So it looked totally fine. And in fact, it was funny after our ceremony and reception, we ended up eating at Topolino's Terrace that evening and we bumped into Stacy because she was at Riviera. Ah. So she saw for herself that everything looked great even in the evening that day. So <laughs> it was perfect. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay, so speaking of food, can you tell me what menu items you recommend or cake flavors from your reception? 
Ooh, so menu items, we basically chose a hodgepodge of our favorite Disney foods. So some of the items we had were a poutine bar inspired by Le Cellier. We had a Mickey waffle bar, so it had berries, some sort of fruit compote, whipped cream, and maple syrup. And then we asked for fried chicken inspired by 50s Primetime Cafe, crab cakes inspired by Flying Fish, skirt steak inspired by Wine Bar George, and then tartine that was inspired by Les Alles in Epcot. Wow. And did they capture what you were hoping for with each of those? I think they did a pretty good job. I know things weren't exactly as they are in the restaurants necessarily, but they were good in their own right. I know all our guests enjoyed the food. What kind of stuff did you have on the poutine bar? So the poutine bar had the fries, it had Canadian cheddar, it had some sort of truffle sauce, and the other one was a red wine reduction. They were all really good. Yeah. Okay. Were they able to do the cheese curds? They did. (laughs) And that was delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Any cake flavors you'd recommend? Oh, yes. So I am a big fan of your cake chatter thread on the Diz boards. So (laughs) cake was a top priority. Uh, So we decided that we would each pick a flavor combination for the two layers in our cake. So Timothy chose the lavender cake and then it was the orange scented white chocolate mousse as the filling. And it sounds really interesting, but it was actually really good. I'm not an adventurous eater by any means, but the lavender is really subtle. Um, It almost tastes like yellow cake for the most part. And then the citrus flavor from the orange scented mousse is pretty light. So it was actually a really good combo, even though I don't think I would have picked that myself. Well, that's a great recommendation. Yeah. So that was something different. Otherwise... For my pick in the flavor combinations, I went for confetti cake and just regular buttercream because I love just all things sprinkles. So once I saw confetti was an option, that was naturally the answer. (laughs) And it was so good. Oh, my gosh. We took all the leftovers back to our villa afterwards, and I was eating funfetti cake like every day of our trip. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly as you should. (laughs) It was so good. I couldn't finish, and I felt so bad leaving it behind. (laughs) Okay. So can you give my listeners a timeline of how this day ran? Sure. So it started pretty early. Stacy Otto came to my room 5.30 a.m. Um, so she did hair and makeup with me. And then while that was going on, Timothy got picked up from the boardwalk around 7.30 to go to the wedding pavilion. I was supposed to be picked up at 8. They got me very late, but it was supposed to be 8 o'clock. And then we had a 9.30 ceremony at the wedding pavilion. Photos were at 10.30 a.m. while our guests went to the pre-reception. And then the reception went from, I think, 11.30 to 2.30. And I'd say cake cutting with the characters was 1 or 1.30, something like that. Okay, got it. Did you use any outside vendors for any aspect of your day? We did. So I had Stacy Otto from Fairytale Hair and Makeup. So she was absolutely wonderful. She did her hair and makeup trial in August and then came back for the day of the wedding. And we had so much fun. Not only did she come at like the crack of dawn, it was really early, but we were so excited and she was so funny. She actually did a little like iPhone photo shoot with me since 
now we can't really have photographers come in to do the getting ready photos in the morning. Um, So she snapped a lot of shots of my dress, me getting ready, (laughs) me putting on my jewelry. And she, she kind of filled in all of that, which is amazing. And then for our officiant, we had Catherine Amundi and she was so wonderful. Um, She, of course, put together a ceremony that had like just the right amount of Disney references and kind of woven uh, our story Um, And it felt very personal, but she also took the time to kind of review my vows because I had written my own and she looked at Timothy's as well. And she was just a really reassuring presence. I think we were both a little jittery the day of, so Mm -hmm. it was nice to have her guiding us. And then I also had Catherine Martell steam my dress, Timothy's tux, and then my mom's dress and my brother's suit. I think it was the day before our wedding. So that was a great idea on her part to just take care of the steaming before the day of the wedding. So it's like one less thing to take care of, especially because we had an early ceremony. That's a great idea. Now, what were some of the most important aspects when you were planning? And maybe, you know, if that changed as your plans changed, if you could talk a little bit about that. Sure. So I think the first thing that was most important to us was keeping our anniversary date and we really just wanted to have it at Disney World. I think that's why we ended up with so many renditions of our plans, but we really wanted our wedding to be there and on our October 11th date. Otherwise, in terms of plans, I think we really wanted things that you could only have at Disney World. So that's why things like having Mickey and Minnie coming to our wedding was really important to us and then I know that the wedding pavilion wasn't our original venue but having a venue that has that view of Cinderella Castle and the Magic Kingdom it was just so perfect I ended up loving it and I guess the third thing I guess it would be photography I know we didn't necessarily put the most of our budget or effort into it but we definitely felt like it was important and that it's the one thing that you end up really holding on to after the wedding. Right, for sure. Were there aspects that were less important where you saved your money or your effort? So we completely forwent videography, and that worked out just fine. I think we actually ended up with some recordings informally just because we actually ended up recording that Zoom session that we had for our ceremony. So that was actually really funny because we ended up watching it afterwards and our friends and family kind of stayed on a little longer after the ceremony was done. So we saw them kind of catching up with one another and talking about the wedding. And it was actually really cute because we didn't get to see them. Um, So it was almost like having their own little gathering online, (laughs) which was so sweet. And uh, so that that was kind of nice. And then I think the other thing we didn't terribly focus on was decor. The wedding pavilion is just gorgeous on its own. We didn't really feel like it needed a whole lot. And we really relied on Rose from Disney Floral and Gifts to kind of guide us. I'm not really good with flowers. So (laughs) I let her kind of lead me. Um, She literally asked me questions like, what kinds of colors do you like? And what kinds of shapes do you like for your bouquet? And it ended up absolutely beautiful, but I definitely would not have been able to pick that out without her guidance. And then I guess the last one was just a DJ because we didn't have one at all. Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay. 
So what ended up being your favorite memory of the day? It's hard to pick one. Can I pick the whole day? (laughs) Uh, I, I mean, clearly the one that stands out in my mind is just meeting Timothy at the altar. I feel like I was so composed when I was standing behind those double doors at the wedding pavilion. And the second Diane's like, are you ready? And she opens the doors and I start tearing up like crazy. I was actually really thankful that my mom and brother were walking me down the aisle because I wasn't really able to see that well through the tears. (laughs) Uh, But it was it was really sweet. It felt like we we finally made it after all the trials and tribulations of, you know, is this wedding going to happen or not? And we didn't do a first look, so that was my first moment of seeing Timothy since the day before. So it was just a really special moment. That's awesome. Now, of course, the whole COVID thing is just a disaster, but did anything else go, <laughs> wrong, go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of us anticipated masks and distancing <laughs> and all of that. But aside from that, I think the Biggest hiccup was just I got picked up pretty late from the boardwalk. I was scheduled to be picked up at 8, and I would say around 8.15 or so, I was kind of standing in the driveway. I was texting Timothy like, hey, I'm kind of still waiting here. Just wanted to check in how everything's going on your end because he was already (laughs) at the wedding pavilion. Uh, So he tried to check in with the folks over there, and probably around (laughs) 8.35, I was still standing there waiting I found out later that one of our guests got a little bit lost and went to the regular parking lot at the Grand Floridian. So the van was nice enough to, or the driver came around to pick them up and then take them over to the wedding pavilion. But I didn't know at the time. So I was just kind of standing in the driveway for a long time, just waiting around. (laughs) Uh, So that was the one snafu. But I knew, despite being a little bit late there, I knew they wouldn't start without me. So it would be (laughs) fine. Uh, But I definitely got a little nervous there. (laughs) Um, Now, was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then it turned out not to be? I think the biggest one was definitely the masks. Mm -hmm. Um, I think just deciding to move forward, knowing that we had restrictions. That was the one thing I was concerned about. But really, the, the day ended up being so wonderful. It felt every bit as magical as I had hoped for and I know my friends and family are still talking about how lovely the day turned out. So I I think it ended up not being such a concern. And we all know it's for our own safety. And, you know, all the folks like Diane and any of the other cast members were on hand. They were kind of guiding us like, okay, you could have your masks off or put them back on. And it was actually pretty easy to follow. And it, it wasn't such a big deal. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I don't know if I would do anything differently, especially based on how things are now. But if I could wave my magic wand and have one (laughs) thing back, it would definitely be that dessert party. We actually had UK Lockside and we we picked it because we actually got engaged on that bridge that's kind of between France and the UK pavilions. So we thought it was kind of a nice way to kind of bring our story together. And we're supposed to do a Sunday bar and some sliders and it. It sounded like a lot of fun, but maybe maybe that's something we'll save for an anniversary or some other big occasion. Yes, I highly recommend it for an anniversary. And if you need any guests to come help you with that Sunday bar, I will be there. Yes. <laughs> that'd be amazing. <laughs> Do you have any tips or advice for Disney couples, perhaps couples who are wondering if they should postpone their upcoming wedding because of the COVID restrictions or just go forward with it? I mean, I think that's really subjective. I think... For 
us, knowing that we were such a small group, I felt like a lot of the restrictions didn't impact us as much as maybe some larger groups would have been impacted. But I really feel like if you're on the fence, there's still, you know, that opportunity to have that magical wedding. It still felt so wonderful. And I don't regret that we moved forward anyway, even with the restrictions. So there's that. And then in terms of just advice in terms of planning, the Diz Brides Facebook group was so incredibly helpful. They answered all of my silly questions. I think I found all of our outside vendors through the group. So really glad that they were there. And I felt like knowing that the vendors were vetted and they're very familiar with Disney weddings, I, I felt much more comfortable working with them. And then, of course, that's how I found this podcast which was incredibly helpful. I, I loved hearing from all the other Disney couples and you know, hearing about their lessons learned. And hopefully this is helpful to someone else. Definitely. Well, Lauren, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who is interested in getting married at Walt Disney World, especially if their wedding falls during the continued restrictions surrounding COVID-19. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thanks so much for having me on, Carrie. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, disneyweddingpodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, Check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com.